Well, Fisheries and Oceans Canada has come out with a report, and i got to tell you, not many people are happy about it. Let's talk about this and find out why that is. So joining us now is Bob Chamberlain, chair of the First Nations Wild Salmon Alliance. Bob, thanks for being back with us. Hey, good morning, Simi. Thanks for having me. Well, first of all, tell me about this report. Well, this report uh, was completed back in August. So, of course, releasing it now in the time frame where the minister is supposed to be making a decision on Discovery Islands is highly suspect. And, of course, we've got quite a voice of uh, scientists and research uh, professors that are calling into question the validity of the process and outcome of this paper. Okay, and what does the paper say? Well, it says that there's, you know, it, it relieves the industry of any impacts to wild salmon from sea lice. And I think, you know, we've got 16 professors and research scientists that they themselves have uh, completed 1,500 peer review science papers and served on 30 editorial boards for scientific journals. So when they say this process and outcome of this DFO paper falls far short of standards credible for independent uh, peer review and publishable science, I believe them. And we have been speaking about the failure of the Canadian Scientific Advisory Secretariat for quite a long time now. And this is what DFO stands on to say that fish farms are not a minimal or you know, not a harm to wild salmon, which is incredibly false. Right. Now, that this is about the connection between sea lice on salmon farms and wild salmon. Is that right? Yes, that's correct. Okay. And so was there a difference between the conclusion and, and you feel like what the report was actually saying? Well, the problem that I see is that they will, they've chosen to omit uh, different science papers that are existing. Because there are 30 such sea lice papers, and these were not integrated into this assessment at all. And so when I think about what does the word falsification mean, it includes changing or omitting data or results in such a way that the research is not accurately represented. A person might falsify data to make it fit within the desired end result of a study. And this was this paper that we're discussing was accomplished, the review was by DFO Aquaculture Management and Aquaculture Science, and they have a mandate to promote and expand this industry. So this certainly is not a peer review uh, in, the, in the purest sense that we require to safeguard wild salmon. Right, and you talked about how we've reached a, a critical time because of a decision that's about to be made. What is that about? Well, the minister has got two separate processes. Well, they run parallel to each other. Uh, The Discovery Islands decisions for the fish farms in and around the Campbell River area. And the plan was to have that announced by January of 2023. So, of course, it's late now. And there's the broader transition planning effort that is underway until June. So what we have is, you know, the timing of this, to have it come out and into the public eye just before uh, the minister was scheduled to make this announcement on Discovery Islands. To me, it just smells of really bad political effort from the DFO Aquaculture Management and Aquaculture Science. Are you nervous then about what this might mean for what they could say? Well, I wouldn't say nervous. I'm very keenly interested because in terms of like the CSAS, the, this now makes the 10th so-called peer review science paper. Um, I coordinated a meeting between two of the scientists that are involved in this letter with the deputy minister. And we were able to articulate very concisely the issues and the uh, complete lack of objectivity of the CSAS process. And we also have the federal government making great 
uh, words of commitment to reconciliation and implementing the United Nations Declaration on the Rights of Indigenous People. And I've spoken to people within the government, letting them know if they make the right decision here on fish farms to protect wild salmon, they will implement the vast majority of those reconciliation efforts and have broad reconciliation for 90% of the First Nations in British Columbia. So it's like a litmus test of uh, whether they really mean it or not. Right, Bob. I felt like, and I'm sure you feel like this too, but we spent so many years talking about fish farms and the health concerns. Has anything improved in that time, Bob? Like technology-wise, like preventing this from happening? Are we not getting better at doing this? No, simply uh, that's the answer. Uh, They've come up with sea lice treatments, which are failing abysmally. Uh, They speak about semi-enclosed floating fish farms, which don't uh, filter out water, and they still let pathogen and disease escape. So what we have is a captured regulator that has been listening to the industry like it's the godsend for uh, all employment in British Columbia. And the DFO has simply lost sight of the uh, economic benefit and environmental benefit of healthy and abundant wild salmon stocks. Have we seen any kind of reduction in the number of fish farms? Mm, well, there has been. I mean, with the provincial government, uh, the First Nation I'm from and a, and a couple of our neighbours implemented the UN Declaration on the Rights of Indigenous People and have a transition plan in the Broughton Archipelago. And, of course, Sheeshelt Nation uh, worked with the province to have farms removed there. But, you know, what we're facing here with this complete fallacy of, of uh, peer review from the Canadian Science Advisory Secretariat We need Prime Minister Trudeau to turn his attention to what is happening here. Uh, The DFO minister, as best I can tell, is is working very hard to have an objective process, but continually gets undermined by this aquaculture management division. And the state of wild salmon in British Columbia right now, we need the Prime Minister's intervention here. We need the Prime Minister to step up, take a look, and bring in the... uh, Public Service Commission to examine what is exactly happening here so Canadians can begin to hopefully rebuild some measure of trust in the Department of Fisheries and Oceans. So in the meantime, you wait? Well, in the meantime, we continue to do the work to expose the um, what we're seeing within the DFO. We're uh, working with First Nations across the province. I mean, we had a meeting with the DFO Minister Joyce Murray in November. We had First Nations from all all across British Columbia, speaking about the need for food security, which, of course, is a portion of the UN Declaration on the Rights of Indigenous People. We articulated very clearly the concerns with CSAS. So now the the minister, the deputy minister, and the senior staff all are aware of this. Mm -hmm. And so now we get to see if they actually, if they're listening to what's being told, and if they're willing to step up and show the leadership that wild salmon needs right now. Bob, thank you so much for your time. Thank you, Simi. Have a great day.